Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Move Forward Anyway podcast, featuring dream-accelerating inspiration. I'm Jeff Meyer, your host, author, entrepreneur, and coach. My goal with this podcast is to help you identify and clarify your own dream by taking wisdom from others' successes and challenges. If you're looking to take action on your dream, to make a difference doing something you love, but your fears are holding you back, then this podcast is for you. If you're interested in finding additional support, you can also check out my Dream Accelerator coaching program designed to help realize your full potential and reshape your future. As always, you can learn more about my Dream Accelerator program at jeffmeyer.org. Using my Dream Accelerating formula, heart-centered entrepreneurs can focus on their dream, name their fears, change their mindset, define their next, and move forward anyway. Well, welcome back, fellow dreamers, to another episode of the Move Forward Anyway podcast. I am your host, Jeff Meyer, and excited today uh, to be talking with Mieya. Um, and she's new to America. She just uh, moved to New York City, and I am actually a client of hers. Uh, in improvise for real, trying to learn uh, in, as a trumpet player and a singer how to um, make my own music and be more comfortable with how music is uh, created and uh, love their courses. David Reed, her husband, and Mieya uh, lead this and have started Improvise for Real at improviseforreal.com. Why don't I just introduce Mieya and let her introduce herself. I am so grateful that you're here today with me from New York. Thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you, Jeff, for the invitation. I'm happy to talk to you. So um, you have a long history of um, creating uh, beautiful things that help people uh, learn more about music. And why don't you tell me where this started, this love of music love of helping people understand music at a deeper level. Where did this start for you? So I love music since I was very, very young, since I was a very little kid. And so my parents noticed that, that I was singing all the time, that I was very fascinated by music. And so they put me to music school, to the conservatory uh, when I was six years old. And I studied violin, classical violin. And I loved it. I made... Uh, lots of friends and it was like a very beautiful experience. I got exposed to so, such a, a variety of music that was very rich and interesting. But then I was interested in playing my own music, expressing myself. And, mm. and so that um, put me on a path that was a little different um, than the path of like a classical musician. I wanted to improvise and compose with my violin. And so that, um, made me begin a search for that. And so I struggled a lot <laughs> to, because, you know, music theory, um, or, or like when we are trained in classical music, we are not taught how to play our own music. We just play mm. from sheet music and people play the notes. That other, other people compose and create, you know? So we feel that we, we are not the creative ones here. We're just here to reproduce what other people have created. So. Wow. 
So it was hard to find my path, but once I did, I felt that it was such a valuable thing, you know, to be connected to yourself through music. And it's such a beautiful tool for exploration of your own emotions, your own feelings, uh, communicate to other people, connect with other people, that I wanted to share that with the world. And this is what I've been doing since, since then, my early 20s. So was that, were you in Barcelona at that time? Yeah, um, I was born in a very small country that's called Andorra. It's in the Pyrenees Mountains um, between okay. France and Spain. So that's a very small place. And I had to move to Barcelona to study music. And what I did is study um, improvisation and all that, you know, start my career at mm -hmm. uh, improvising with a violin. And there um, I started teaching little kids how to play the violin um, and how playing ensembles and all that. And I started teaching kids how to improvise as well. So that's where everything started a little bit. And then I met uh, my husband, David, who was in a similar path. He was an American who was traveling the world. He had just arrived to Barcelona. He was starting to teach um, improvisation to adults. And he developed his own method of his own approach to that. And so we met and... Everything we were doing multiplied at that moment, you know, we just, um, yeah. everything resonated so much. And so I learned a lot from him and vice versa, you know, and I was doing that with little kids. He was doing uh, that with adults, you know, teaching adults. And this is how it started. <laughs> wow. And you, you have uh, taught children and people not only in Barcelona, but where are some of the other places that you have lived, traveled to, that you have spread this gift of music and creativity? Okay, so uh, we lived, after Barcelona, we lived in uh, Nicaragua first and then Dominican Republic. And uh, this was my, the biggest adventure of my life because coming from the mountains of my country to Barcelona was already a big deal. And I was, yeah. very, I was very settled in Barcelona. I had an apartment, I had furniture, I had you know a car. Uh -huh. And my husband, uh, David, who had already been traveling to Latin America and um, he was more adventurous. And so he kept pushing me, we have to leave, we have to leave, we have to move on. You have already been here, you already know how it is, Barcelona, so let's move on. And it was hard for me, it took two years of, you know, getting used to this mm. idea and feeling ready to leave. But um, so we did, we left Barcelona, I sold my furniture, I sold my car, you know, and with mm -hmm. a suitcase and the violin and his instrument also, we moved to Nicaragua. We didn't know anybody. Um, we just landed there, you know, and that was the same moment when David was putting his method into a book and starting a website and starting to share his method for improvising with the world through that website. And that was a very small project still. And it didn't give any income. So we were in Nicaragua starting that project on one side. And then I started, um, I, I wasn't working with him so much and improvised for real yet. So I was starting uh, a new project in Managua, the capital of Nicaragua, mm -hmm. uh, in a poor neighborhood with funding from my country, um, teaching kids how to play music. And yeah. And that was wow. a project, yeah. It was very fun. That's amazing. So why why Nicaragua? Well, it's just because it's in Central America. The weather's so good. Um, 
the the nature is beautiful and actually we wanted to go to costa rica first because we felt it was you know more developed but somebody told me that there were some interesting music projects in nicaragua for kids and so this is why we went there just to try yeah. you know, and we liked it and we stayed and the the project um i'm looking at some notes here was that the um you had a name for it yeah, that project was Musica para Vivir. Music ah, for yeah, life, yeah. more or less. Mm-hmm. Oh, so the, then the Musica, Musica Maestro was the next part of your story. That's right. Then you went from Nicaragua to the Dominican Republic. That's correct. And you did the same, the same uh, approach in a rural area. Um, and you started teaching elementary school teachers. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah, in Nicaragua, what we did was, um, it was a big project in, the, in this neighborhood in the center of Managua. Um, this is Musica para Vivir in Nicaragua. And, and the idea was to take kids off the streets and um, have a little bubble of peace and yeah. love where they feel valued, you know. It's like mm-hmm. music is an excuse, you know. It's an excuse to have them there and give them your love, you know, and, and teach them um, other emotional tools, how to deal with the world, how to behave with each other, and values and all these things, you know. And so mm-hmm. we had 100 students from babies uh, to 18-year-olds, and and it was beautiful, and they came every day. So, And, and the project still continued, by the way. Mm, it's still there. And so when it, the project became big and developed, and I had teachers there who knew the metholo- methodology and the values and all that, it was a moment that I can leave. I'm, I'm not needed here, you know. I planted the seed and I can move on. And this is when we went to Dominican Republic. Again, without knowing anybody, <laughs> just we landed there with a the suitcase and the instruments again. But now Improvised for You was growing. And so we had a better, you know, a better sort of income. It was a little less scary this time. And what we did is... Um, I, I worked with a, an NGO that was there already in the center of the island in the Dominican Republic. And I started a project of teaching music to school teachers because they're supposed to teach music, but they don't know how to. They don't know how to sing and they, they, they felt very frustrated. And actually, when they learned that I was in the area, they asked me to teach mm. them. And so I created a program. And this time, the money came from a crowdfunding that I did and from our own, also our income. Um, it wasn't profitable at all, you know, just I spent the money that, from the crowdfunding for the materials and the transportation and all that. But um, so I did that for a year and a half and the teachers still teach. I mean, still in, in touch with them and and they still teach the songs that and is, everything. Mm-hmm. That is so beautiful. I um, this is a this is truly a calling for you and your husband, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I love. I love doing. Not just. It's not just an. uh, I mean, you're making a living doing it, so there is some motivation to be profitable. Um, But it seems to me like the driving force behind your entrepreneurial story is that you really want to serve people and you want to help people understand the beauty of not only music, but creativity, finding your own voice expressing yourself you talk about peace and love 
and our world certainly needs that. And maybe that's why, maybe that's why you're traveling so much and finding new homes and you're spreading this, this, uh, you're spreading this love and this, um, gift of music and creativity to the world. Yeah, I'm trying to do that. And um, because I have found so much peace myself doing this, you know, um, through music. Because, you know, everything sometimes has to be a competition. And being a musician, you have to be the best musician in the world. Mm. And, and to me, music is not a sport that I have to be the best. I, you know, nobody can be the best at being me because there's just one me, right? That's it's, right. You know, That's like, right. It's like there's no place for competition. So when I'm expressing truly myself um, through this form of art, um, there's not. I mean, there's there's no point in comparing myself to anybody else because other people are telling their story. And and you know, like, and also it's to me, it's more like a personal search and also not much something to show off or or you know, it's not for the ego. It's more for mm. for some fulfillment and for from uh, feeling alive in a way, you know, being present instead of just watching Netflix or looking at my phone all the time, you know, and yeah. and getting entangled in this modern world. I think that music can bring us back to who we are and the essence of life, and wow. so that's what I try to share with the world, you know. Mm-hmm. I think that that's a really important message for all of our listeners, entrepreneurs that are, that have been thinking about pursuing a dream to, to produce their own voice in the world and help people experience that. Um, Because we can be so driven um, in our work that we can lose sight of ourselves and lose sight of who we are in an effort to be successful, be profitable, um, be noticed instead of just, instead of just being who we're called to be in the world. Exactly. Yeah. So how do you, how do you keep focused on that with the reality of trying to be profitable and make a living? Exactly. That's a great question. It's finding a balance, right? Because it's so easy to give, you know, you go to this, I don't know, you start a project in a country and, and it's, for me, it's very easy to to become so invested in that project, but there's no money coming in, you know? And so (laughs) I have to figure out a way to do it. In my case, I was very lucky to have David by my side. And while I was doing all these social projects in Latin America, I wasn't making much you know i was just covering the some of the expenses but we were actually down you know like from my projects but i had the luck i had the luck of having david who was working very hard at creating improvised for real and having an income for us and so i was disengaging from that part the financial part of our lives he was taking care of that and i was very lucky now i have um I'm not doing any social projects at this moment, and I'm more focused on improvised for real. I have created some um, new courses. One of the courses is the one that you took with me. Uh, yeah. I have um, taken over the ear training um, part of our project, uh, teaching people how to play by ear and all that, and and feel music um, and understand it from them, the ear and from intuition, and so. I created a project within the project and, and now I'm more like 
yeah, I have to find a balance in like, yeah, the project and uh, having an income and all that. And now that we live in New York City, that's even more important because it's such an expensive city. Yeah. <laughs> it's not yeah and New York City itself is just, it, it leans towards produce, 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 you know, go, go, go. Um, but I noticed that you also are producing your own music. Um, you can find out uh, more about Mie's uh, work on Spotify. Um, and so is the creation of your own music a way that you keep grounded in who you are? Uh, or is that also tempted with trying to sell albums and records and, and make make be successful um yeah Uh, yeah i I don't know how to explain it but uh, to me my work and and where my income comes from um of course i have to be sensitive to that i I need income right to live everybody does so yeah so of course there's, there's always this motivation but at the same time um i'm not going to do things for this income that don't represent me well. So I'm not going to, you know, like, I don't know, create products that don't sell much, you know, that are very superficial just to sell another thing on top of another thing or mm-hmm. to make easy money, you know. I'm not going to change who I am or the values that I want to teach. So everything for me has to be, I have to give value to receive value. That's right. Make value to receive value. Exactly. Give something that's valuable. And and then the value is going to come back to you. And I strongly believe in that. Yeah. And, and yes, and so I think I, I didn't answer your question very well, but um, my album, um, I just wanted to share my music with the world. I felt like I had created a, a world of of my own, you know. I I created yeah. all these songs it's- and and it was a big part of my musical expression. I felt like I wanted to share this with the world. There's no income related to that. <laughs> That's uh, just putting money there. There's no income because, you know, how the world works. I don't have a label behind me or anything. I just produce that myself. Yeah. And it's beautiful that we have things like Spotify now and uh, Bandcamp and other, other platforms where we can people can share their art. They can share their their creative genius and their distinctive creations as well. That's, that's wonderful. So you have, you talked about this earlier. You said uh, you had a little income when you moved to the Dominican Republic. So it wasn't as scary. I think is the word you use. It wasn't as scary as moving to Nicaragua. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about the scariness of the journey. Okay. Um, because one of my gifts to my clients is to help them acknowledge their fear and utilize their fear as as an um, a resource to move forward anyway, and that's where the move forward anyway name on the podcast comes. It's a lie that when we pursue our dreams, we're never going to have any fear. That it's only the courageous that have no fear. Courage and fear are cousins, right? There was courage for you and David to go to Nicaragua. Um, but there was certainly fear. Talk to me a little bit about the fear that you faced when you made these moves from what was comfortable and known to what was uncomfortable and unknown. 
yeah, that move was super scary from Barcelona and being near my family, being in my culture, to going to Nicaragua, which is a very poor country. I don't know anybody. And um, I break all the you know ties with my past. Um, I don't have, you know, my income. Mm-hmm. I don't have my house, my objects, or mm-hmm. the, the, comf- the comfort uh, that I had before. And so what was very scary is, what if I don't find a project? What if Improvised for Real doesn't succeed? Because it was in the beginning. So we had, I think we had $5,000 to do the whole thing. That was all our savings. And we moved to Nicaragua with $5,000 that <laughs> that went away very fast, right? So, oh, yeah. so that scared me so much. We were spending every penny, like very, with a, you know, very carefully. And, and so I was very scared about this move, about like, what if we don't succeed? Luckily, David was so confident about it. He, he said like, you have so much to give that you're going to find a way to to make an income so you didn't have to worry about that you have value to, to give to the world and so in those scary moments i was very lucky to have a partner who who had already been through those cycles before and he was there all the time to calm me down but yes mm. like, i was so scared this feeling also of it's like a a vertigo in a way that you're falling asleep at night and you're relaxing you know and then you you Open your eyes. Oh my God! What did I do with my life? What? What, what am I doing? Exactly. What am I doing? Am I crazy? Why am I following these guys? <laughs> uh-huh. You know. But those are just moments that pass. And the other thing is that I think I was more scared before moving, imagining the move and imagining all the problems than actually when I was doing it. Because as as you do something, you realize that all these ideas that you had of all these um, worries that you had actually didn't come true. And when they come true, you just deal with it and you adapt. We have a, we're very capable of adapting human beings. You know, we adapt to every new situation um, much more easily than we think. And so my worries were worse before the move than actually when I was doing it, you know? Yeah. So one of the things I teach is that um, fear can't fear can't latch on to a moving object, mm-hmm. right? So the, when we stay stationary and we don't move forward, and we just we don't take action and we're just thinking about the future, the overthinking actually paralyzes us and creates all these scenarios that m- probably will never happen that are just designed to keep us where we're at. And so the key, the key to moving, the key to overcoming or uh, dealing with fear is actually movement. It's actually taking the movement. I love the way that you said that we as human beings are very able to adapt. I mean, COVID over the last two years has taught us that, hasn't it? Totally. If we would have sat and thought about that, and what that would look like. It just happened, right? And no one was thinking about it. And then we all adapted. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's and so I think there's something in your art. Improvisation is kind of adapting too, isn't it? It is, yeah. Yeah, great point. Mm-hmm. And so you can take from that and teach life lessons about 
taking risks, moving forward, pursuing something that seems hard. Um, that's beautiful. And also you learn so much through doing that when you are, you make yourself vulnerable. And when you are, put yourself in a challenging situation, something that's new, right? Um, mm -hmm. Just through adaptation and through overcoming whatever problems that, that might happen along the way, you grow so much that um, there are people who, who find this addictive in a way. And, and for a while I felt that way that, After Dominican Republic, I was, okay, where are we moving now? I want more of this, you know? I want more challenges. I'm, I don't want to stay in a place. And I, I'm not saying mm -hmm. that this is <laughs> this is for everyone, you know? Because yeah. we, can, we can make parallels to other things, like a new job, a new project, um, new hobby, or whatever. Cooking, cooking, life, a, new, right? cooking a new dish. Exactly. Um, creating a new pattern of eating. Um anything that is new <clears throat> that takes us out of our comfort, right? Exactly. And we grow so much through it. I have found that, that, that then it becomes a little addictive. It's like, what else can I do, you know, to make myself better? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So do you have any new projects on the horizon? I do. Um, I just started my own website, my personal website, MireiaClua.com. Um, And well, I guess that we have that in the notes because it's yeah, and <laughs> you know how be, to write that, but it's okay. Um, and it's in the show notes, you guys. So uh, make sure you check out her website. So I started this project of my own where I expose my music, um, my my album that you mentioned, uh, my projects. I I yeah, I share that with the world through my own website, mm -hmm. and I also have a new course on how to compose with a violin and a looper pedal, which is a piece of equipment that allows you to make multiple voices uh, at the a same time. It's called looper. a looper pedal? Yeah, it's, a yeah. Yeah. it's like a, a pedal for guitarists, but actually can be used by any instrument. And so I've learned how to compose with um, a looper pedal and just your violin, and you can actually make a show and you sound like a whole band or an orchestra just by yourself, by stacking voices on top of, you know, Yeah, so, so the looper pedal enables you to create a a rhythm or a a melody that just continues it you record it in the moment and mm -hmm. it just continues to loop and then you can build on the next layer of music over that and just keep That's stacking, right. right? And you keep stacking and, and just with your instrument you become your own orchestra. And yeah. it's so fun and it's another way to express yourself as a as an instrumentalist and and so I created a video course um, for people to learn how to do that but not just use the pedal but actually compose express themselves find a way to um, express their uniqueness mm -hmm. and their own music through the pedal and is that course on improvise for real no that's going to be my website I'm sorry that's going to be on your website site. okay my site yeah wonderful wonderful congratulations on that Um, so I have a listening audience that perhaps has been overthinking, mm -hmm. thinking about their dream, but then talking themselves out of it, um, with all the things that we've talked about, you know, it's, it might not ever work. What if I happen to lose a lot of money pursuing this? 
Um, nobody will want what I have to offer. Uh, who am I? Uh, imposter syndrome, you know, all these things that get in our heads. Um, what would you like to say to them today uh, to encourage them to move forward anyway? Wow. Uh, I would love to say so many things. I don't know where to start. Yeah, right. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I think that there's always going to be self-doubt. And this is a voice that we always have available inside us. And I still yep. have it. I still have to fight with it. But it's like finding the right place, the right corner for that voice. That mm. is useful sometimes when you have self-doubt, you know, because... It makes you aware of the quality of the things that you put out. And it, having this inner criticism is good for making things that are good, you know, and that are yeah. relevant and being in tune with what people need and all that. That's nice to have that voice, but don't let it overcrowd the other voices. Of Look, we're here. We just live once. We're just going to live once. And mm -hmm. time goes by. And like every minute counts. And so... Uh, you have the desire to express something or to do something or to give something to the world. The only ha thing that you have to lose, you know, is actually, you know, not like the experience itself. Um, and so the other thing is that, of course, it's going to be tough. It, of course, there are going to be problems. Like being an entrepreneur is not, is not um, all happy and all flowers you know it's not, yeah, right. it's not going to be an easy path you're going to have to work a lot but mm -hmm. if you love that project it's going to be easy in that way that okay you're going to work every day maybe even weekends you know but but it's going to be fulfilling and i think it's worth trying these things because the worst that can happen is okay you lose money or it didn't work well but you learned something anyway mm-hmm That is such wonderful advice. I love the idea that the self-doubt is never going to be absent, but we can learn to put it off in the corner and give space to the other voices that are creative and life-giving and uh, give them the platform to keep us um, moving forward and pull that out to help us produce quality. I, that was great insight. Thank you for sharing that. Well, you are um, <clears throat> such a gifted, um, a gifted person. I am so grateful to talk to you. Um, I'm so grateful that you shared your story with, with my audience. And um, how can people get in touch with you? You mentioned your website. Um, it's M I R E. I-A-C-L-U-A.com. Also on Spotify. Where else can people get a hold of you? Maybe the website's the best spot. Yeah. Through uh, in the website, they're going to find a Spotify link. The I have a YouTube channel with tons of um, live performances. Um, then also I have Instagram. That's another way. But yeah, if they go to my website, um, they're going to find all the... Yeah. All the links there. Mm -hmm. And I also have my contact, my email, if they want to write to me. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, improviseforreal.com. Uh, she's got a lot of content on there together with David. And I will, I will vouch for the content. It is, it's really well done. It's thoughtful. 
Um, you can see uh, Mia's personality come through in the content. Uh, just watching in her courses, just sitting at the piano and following her instruction is peaceful in and of itself. If you never create anything, it is such a, a break from the grind and it just helps calm my calm my mind. So I, I really appreciate what you're bringing to the world. Thank you so much for taking the risks that you've taken um, to help people understand their, their creative place in the world and helping teachers help kids. I mean, it's, it's just wonderful. Your story is inspiring. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me and for having interest in what I do and giving me a platform to express this. Absolutely. And please greet David for me. And uh, I wish you guys both well in New York City and all your new projects. May you be wildly successful in uh, sharing music and creativity with the world. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Hey, fellow dreamer. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Head over to my website, jeffmeyer.org, for all of the show notes and links. And when you're ready to move from overthinking about your dream to actually taking action on it, consider joining the Dream Accelerator community. Our clients are getting crystal clear on their dream with our Dream Generator Vivid Description 5-Step Process. They're discovering the truth about fear and how to use it as fuel to take courageous steps in the right direction. Most importantly, they are walking a clear path forward because they have made an investment in themselves to confidently realize their dreams. The results are so inspiring. Having coaching and companions on the dream journey is crucial. Remember, fear will come, fear will stay. Move forward anyway.